Welcome to the Modern Black Mom Podcast, your favorite place for real talk on the most important questions, joys, and challenges of Black motherhood today. So whatever kind of mom you are, birth mom, stepmom, even just thinking about becoming a mom, join us because this conversation is for you. This is your host, Ashley, and this is the Modern Black Mom Podcast. In this session, I'm joined by Yolanda and Jamila to discuss the question, What do you wish you had known before having kids? I definitely love to hear from you ladies on what you wish someone had even told you or thought of or anything along those lines. Okay, I'll go. Um, I'm Yolanda. I have um, a little girl who is now 16 months named Kaden. And um, I, I was fortunate enough that I was exposed to a girlfriend that allowed me to care for her twins when they were born, a boy and a girl. So she was very um, raw about um, what to expect. So there a lot, there weren't a lot of surprises for me. Um, the only thing is, I definitely have to share with people, you cannot plan. So I just That's have to real. put that out there, yeah. especially for women. You can plan. I take that back. You're never ready. <laughs> You're never ready. You're never ready. But it's not a stay ready so you don't have to get ready. You ain't never ready. <laughs> right. Because And I say that because I talk to people at work who haven't had kids yet and they are, you know, women are planners. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, it's going to be different when I have kids. You know, I'm going to have it together. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm thinking, yep, I had that same mentality. And then when I had mm. a child, everything changed. I can plan. <laughs> Nothing goes according to plan. Mm-hmm. Nothing That's goes according real. to plan. But I don't believe in getting a car not knowing where I'm going. Well, see, yeah. I was the opposite in a lot of senses. And, you know, so I have a son and he's, what, 16 months now. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like in my professional life, I am such a planner. Like I'm a program manager. So everything has to be planned out to a T. But once I got pregnant, I was like, I mean... You can't, you, right, like, whatever happens, happens at this point. Like, the baby was a surprise in itself in that scenario. So I'm like, from here on out, like, because we also thought I might not be able to have kids. And then when he came along, I was like, well, it he was unplanned. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, so many people tell you, you can't plan everything out. So for me, I didn't want to know the baby's gender. We didn't find out until he was born. So, and people kept saying, how can you be functioning this way? Don't you want to know? So you can plan the nursery, get clothes, all of these things. And I was like, no, like this is the underlying premise of parenthood. Uh You can't plan everything out. Uh You will drive yourself crazy. So I think a lot of people will say, but in response to this type of question, I wish I'd known I couldn't plan everything out. Mm-hmm. But for me, I didn't. And that came to fruition like all the way through labor. Like I didn't really have a strong birth plan or anything like that. I was like, I want some oil. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I just need some oil. <laughs> and I would really like for someone maybe to rub my feet. But right. like I didn't really think about, you know, do I want an epidural or not? Do I want a vaginal? birth versus a c-section like I wasn't married to anything in the process which is good because I also ended up with an emergency c-section so I think there's certain things like I also wasn't able to breastfeed like I wish I had known that that was even within the realm 
realm of possibility. Mm -hmm. While I wasn't married to any one idea of what motherhood necessarily looked like, Mm -hmm. I wish I had been prepared for the aftermath of having a C-section, what my body might experience, what, you know, what it might go through in terms of I might not be able to lactate, like my body was just in shock at that point. So things of that nature, I wish I had known. But in terms of other things like I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day who recently got married last year and she was like you know we're thinking about having kids when we should have them and the first thing that I said was are you ready to hate your husband (laughs) because I'm like no one prepares you for that that that's also a significant strain on your relationship like people say it's difficult but I'm like no I don't think you understand the number of times I wanted to smother him in the last year (laughs) I'm like don't you hear that baby crying like I didn't make this baby in the middle of the night by myself why do I need to take care of it in the middle of the night by myself get up (laughs) or like differences in opinion on like co-parenting things like that where in your mind we think of co-parenting in like a step parent type of situation I'm like No. no within your relationship you have different ideas of what you know parenthood looks like or the things you want your kids to do like one of our first big fights was I don't want you to watch TV and hold the baby right like the baby doesn't like it it's upsetting the baby the baby won't go to sleep it's overstimulated Mm. and it took several times of him sitting with the baby in front of the tv for him to be like okay i think you're right the baby doesn't like tv he's really upset (laughs) i'm like right because i got tired of saying it also like you're gonna have to learn the hard way so things even that small where i'm like i understand you want to spend time with the baby in your own way Mm -hmm. but as the primary caretaker especially so early on i was like no like this isn't going to work. Like you go put the baby to bed and see how easy it is after you've been sitting in front of the TV. Yeah. That thing's going to scream in your face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like the so impact to the relationship itself. But I don't know. That's just mine. So this is Jamila. Um, I have two boys, one that is two years and four months and then a five month, almost six month old. So going back to the planning, I, the first, so I'm in the middle. My first pregnancy, I planned everything, and it went exactly the way I wanted it, it did. to go. I mean, <laughs> you're joking. It, he came on the right day. He, like, on his due date. He came on his due date. Um, I was only in labor, and I say only now. But right. Only <laughs> like, you learned what the hours, Right. <laughs> um, and then oh, only, like, mm-hmm. half of that was epidural. It took, and it was amazing. I mean... But Living then the birthing the, dream. <laughs> yes, it you was are. the birth dream. But the second child <laughs> was the absolute opposite of that. And all my plans went out the window. Epidural failed. And I mean, I just hated everyone I saw. <sighs> and so oh, planning God. for that second one was just like, oh my God, what has happened? This is not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So as far as planning that... Yes, you can't plan. No, right. (laughs) It just it happens the way it does. And then because I have another friend who we actually swapped situations. So her first situation, her first pregnancy was horrible, and she planned everything except for the um, C-section, which she did have. Mm -hmm. And then the second go round, she still planned, but then everything went the way she actually wanted it to go. So, Mm. but you know, so it just kind of depends on what your body wants to do yes and then this go around with um the new baby i couldn't nurse 
So yeah. everything was different. Yes. Everything was different. So you it's just have to just go in mentally prepared. And like be it. flexible. You have to be mentally flexible. You have to be. You have to be flexible. I never thought yes. about that until we were having this conversation, but I'm like, yes. the name of the game truly is flexibility. flexibility. Yes. Be- right. Because yes. you have all these ideas in your head. Even for me, where I didn't have, I wasn't thinking all of these things, but I'm like, I had to remain flexible. Otherwise, like when I was trying to breastfeed and they're like, okay, well we can put you on supplements. Like you can take hormone therapy. And I was like, no, like this is causing a situation that's making it harder for me. It's harder for the child. Like I'm going to get postpartum depression just off of the level of stress that I'm under with breastfeeding. I was like, we have to stop. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't flexible because, you know, there's even so much pressure today around like breastfeeding is best like breast is best and like at the end of the day I'm like I need my child to live yeah so while I definitely recognize the benefits of breastfeeding I'm like I'd rather have a child that is alive and he is we all know this my child is so tall (laughs) I was able to put into place like you know people were here for the first three months everyone was on a schedule that was probably the only thing I really planned out Mm -hmm. because I was like uh-uh. Like, <laughs> y'all coming to help me with this baby. Right. Yes. No, it takes yes. a village. It does. So I think that was the one thing that I really tried to make sure of. Like, I had a Google calendar and everything, sent everyone, like, mm-hmm. invitations to make sure they knew when they were supposed to be here. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. it was maybe two and a half, three months where I, until I had my first day by myself with the baby and knowing the level of, you know, hardship I went through in labor, I really did need yeah. that. that that plan in Mm -hmm. that scenario to be able to say okay you guys are here to help me and that provided some comfort but in those other aspects if I hadn't been flexible like it would have created more heartache yes so and I think something else you mentioned I'm sorry no go ahead um was postpartum depression yeah not even no having a hint that okay it could happen but not knowing really what it was until you're so spent and you're thinking things or doing things that you're like who is that doing that right and then having to recognize what it is find out more about it and then share the information with other people hey i'm struggling right now i need you yes and not trying to take on everything Mm -hmm. after people have left yeah helping and then still realizing how much you needed them, but then how now it's your time to pick up all right. that and still saying, I need help from, you know, my husband, my partner yeah, and saying, Hey, I'm going through this right. and explaining to them what that means. Yes. That part is hard it, too. like get not necessarily getting them to believe, but to be able to see it and understand what it is or to be able to say, okay, I think you're overwhelmed or I recognize and accept what you're saying to me, even though I may not really be able to understand how you feel because I think sometimes there's some level of skepticism even with postpartum anxiety because I know that's becoming Mm -hmm. you know one of the things we're talking about more and like the distinction between postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression like when I heard about postpartum anxiety it clicked for me I was like I may not have been depressed but I had a lot of anxiety after the baby came because I was always worried that something had happened like even to this day I still check and see if he's breathing while he's Mm -hmm. asleep Mm -hmm. and because you know especially when you go through a hard labor in that scenario you have this level of attachment too in this protection exactly so a lot of those things where people may not understand or see it like 
Logan started sleeping in his crib at six weeks, which some people will say that's really early. Mm. And, you know, I really believe in like purposeful parenting in the sense Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you want to co-sleep, understand that that baby's going to learn to co-sleep with you for an extended Mm -hmm. period of time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nothing wrong with it. That's your personal choice. For me, it was also, you know, do I want my baby in the bed with me at the age of three? And I was like, no, which means I I probably need to go ahead and put him in his crib. Uh So I think sometimes even, you know, coming back around to the questions, And some of it is around, you know, making sure that whatever you do with the baby, they are creatures of habit. They build consistency. So if they get used to being in the bed with you, that's what they're going to want to do. So then on top of that, with the anxiety of putting him in his crib at six weeks, I'm like, I can't even sleep. And then I'm exhausted. And then it becomes this cycle of... You know, obviously I'm scared something's going to happen to my child. And then when you're so exhausted and you're delirious, I'm like, you know, what if I trip on the stairs or, you know, what if something happens in the house and no one's here or things like that, where it starts to become, it's feeding the beast and it becomes worse and worse and worse. And so I had to say it out loud and I'm like, Hey, like I'm literally scared of tripping and falling on the stairs with this baby in my hand because I'm so exhausted and I have so much fear about Mm -hmm. something happening to him. They're like, well, that's crazy. Like you're fine. I'm like, no, I need help. Yes. Yeah. Help me overcome this. I'm coming to you asking for help. So I think some of it is awareness around the fact that that's going to happen because your hormones don't even level out for months. For months. Yeah. And no one months. tells you that. Now, that's yeah. something else that's we need real. to make sure. Yes. No one tells you about that hormonal right. crash mm-hmm. is what they call it. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know it had a name. Yes. But that's that yeah. is yeah. a great description. <laughs> yes. It's a mm-hmm. hormonal crash. And no yes. one told me about that. And oh my God, I had my mother-in-law with me during that time. That's tough. (laughs) And she was there a whole month and I was frustrated with her. And I was in a a tricky situation because I appreciated her help, but then I wanted her to leave. Yeah. And then I wanted to learn what I wanted to do as a mother and figure out what was going to my baby because every time she cried, my mother-in-law picked her up. Mm -hmm. And at this time, at the time, I appreciate it, but at the same time, I need to learn what I need to do to comfort my baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it was just a tricky situation that no one explains to you. And thank God for my girlfriends that came by and let me just cry in their oh, arms yeah. and yeah. explain There's what's going on. There's a lot of crying. There's a yeah. lot of <laughs> crying. <laughs> There's a lot of crying holding the baby. Yeah. We all right. cried together. We cried I together. Did that. <laughs> yes. We cried together. Woo, we're crying together. <laughs> right. Yes. Your baby is your A one day one. You have never, yes. like, you think you cried with your best friend? a lot mm. you will not cry as much as you do with your child you, I mean we sat in the rocking chair just crying Cry. I'm like, I don't know what Cry else to do we fell <laughs> and you know my body I've never been in the hospital mm. I've never even been to the emergency room really <laughs> no wow. so I it was it, my body was my enemy too mm. so no one prepared me for that that's real when it feels like your body <laughs> yeah. turns on you my body turned you. it betrayed yeah. me where it's not doing what you what everyone tells you it's supposed, supposed to, to do. do yes like that triggers a lot of feelings of failure yes mm-hmm. oh when i even got that from like again in-laws my yeah. brother-in-law was like oh my wife just had her kids no problem she pushed him right well i'm sorry i only got to five centimeters mm-hmm. you know and the, yeah I, i'm sorry my body could not do what your yeah. wife's right. um, body did right. and i don't know what happened but 
this is the way it I'm happened. like, I'm sorry, I don't have your wife's vagina. It did not open up. Exactly. It, it was not part of like exactly. Moses in the sea. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going with the flow at this point. I just want this baby out. She's ready to be out. Yes. And just take the baby out. Just take the baby yeah. out at this point. So yeah, that's, that's another real. thing I wish Joanne had told mm-hmm. me that my body was going to betray me. Right. And I don't know what to do even after the fact. Like, I'm just I saying, that's even the like couch. the, that's like the yeah. snapback too. I'm just like, mm-hmm. some people, right. I'm like, you're still betraying me every day. I'm still waiting <laughs> for the snapback. Wait. Has anybody seen my snapback? I'm looking for <laughs> But you know, going back to black women, I've seen women that were in daycare the same time that I put my little girl in daycare and the white women, I feel like snapback like that. I don't know they, what it is. I, I feel like I black either. women don't. I'm just being honest from Ooh. what from this has been from my observation. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like black women snap back as quickly as white women. Interesting. I cuz I'm thinking about all of the examples that I have and I can't think of something that counters it. Like I don't know any black woman who snapped back really. I don't either. Mm-mm. Maybe one? Maybe mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I don't know any. <laughs> And that's not to say they don't exist, but the level of effort that it takes. I'm like, I mean, it was hard staying in shape pre-baby. I'm like, let alone, I just grew a human and pushed that thing out. And well, I guess y'all ripped it out, but you know. Exactly. (laughs) Either way, the baby came out and I'm like, okay, now I have to recover myself and my sense of normalcy and be able to trust that I can physically handle this. So exactly. I'm like even now having a C section scar, I'm like putting on workout pants, it itches and mm. like all of those things where you're going through all of these different changes or you know, my hips are wider than they were before. So I'm mm. trying to put on a pencil skirt and I'm like, right. it's the same skirt I had before and technically I'm smaller, but I'm like my hips Mm-mm. are bigger. So yeah. like your proportions are different. Mm-mm. So you're re- it's like going through puberty again. again. You're relearning your body, what it yes. means to you, how you feel about it I'm like how do I feel about these stretch marks on my stomach mm. and I'm like you know I didn't have stretch marks until the last month part of it is because I got lazy and did not keep putting cream on my stomach that's my bad <laughs> I thought I was like home I'm telling you keep putting the cream on until the very end until yes, that baby yeah. comes out even afterwards yeah, they <laughs> right they tell you I was like ooh I'm good I ain't got no stretch marks <laughs> now, and you know and even when they show up while you're still pregnant they look a lot lighter and then baby comes out you're like what in the where did this one come from you're just hiding here this whole time yes and apparently so so i'm like things like that where it takes to your point of the crash everything takes time to settle down like everyone talks about postpartum shedding I was like, I'm not shedding. This is amazing. That so whatever, another thing they four months about. later, I right. literally remember washing my hair four months later and like hair just coming Comes out in the out. sink. And I was like, I'm going bald. Bald. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Edges what is gone. happening? Right. Edges gone. gone. <laughs> Like invisible, like a yes. ghost. My like my edges ghosted me. Oh, I did this for a while. I put my hair down around my face because I was like, yes. you all don't know what's going on under here. Yeah. Right. Yes. Like I got the comb over. Yeah. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's another thing. They don't tell you. I mean, they come out in clumps. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Comes out in yes. clumps. Yes. I mean, you can use rosemary oil and with you can do it way. all. Yes, peppermint tea oil, tea yes. tree yes. oil. You but, can uh, take. You can keep taking your prenatal. You can I take like, it, no. Like no, even things like I've never, <laughs> I've never had ridges in my nails. Like because you know they say that's a sign of like you're lacking some kind of nutrient. Mm-hmm. Couple months ago, 
ridges show up in my nails. I'm like, what is this? Like my hair's shedding again. Yes. I'm like, so the baby's one, like I should be like clearing this at this point. Mm -hmm. Why are my nails breaking? Why is my hair shedding? Like there was a whole second round of stuff that happened. Yes. I was like, what is this? So I don't know. I'll be curious to see because I know how old, how old was Xavier when he, when you got pregnant again? Um, Xavier was 23 months. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'll be curious this time, like if you end up going longer, like, will you have a second round of things? Cause mm. like for me, it sounds like some of that second round kicked in, you know, after a year and three months, a right. year around the year marker. I was like, ugh, what is this? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when I got pregnant, when I got pregnant the second time, he was a year and about he was about 16 months when I got pregnant. So okay. my, I started regenerating oh, right. like all the healthy but stuff. But your superpowers yeah. are yeah, back. Superpowers <laughs> like that. Pregnancy yes. superpowers are real. Like my nails <laughs> were strong. Yeah. Like nails. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I miss the pregnancy superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going through this thing with my midwife because she's like, okay, are you going to have another one? Oof. I need you to do the same thing you did before. See, I worked out a lot. I got up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was That's running. Good. Yes, I was lifting weights, you know, and I drank water all the time. I, I drink like a gallon a day. I love water. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's like, okay, you you made your body strong. That's how you were able to endure this pregnancy the way you did. And your baby's strong. So if you want to do this again, I need you to do the same thing you did before. And I honestly was like, okay, <laughs> when do I have time to get up at right. 6 a.m.? The child is right. up at seven. I have to get the child to daycare, get myself to work. See? Then, okay, during the day, okay, if I had time during the day to work out, I would. I don't. I'm working even through lunch. Right. And then after Then work, I got to go pick, pick up. up. Yes. Then she has to have dinner. Right. Then she has to get in the bed. I have to eat in there somewhere and then get ready. No, you for don't. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, first of all, clearly that's how the snapback is <laughs> I need to skip eating. I need to skip eating. eating. That's right. it. Exactly. I'm like, don't do that. Yes. How exactly am I supposed but to once do you the same have thing I did one, before? everything, not that life gets harder, but to fit in time for you to do those things. Like, I remember having this conversation when I was maybe six or seven months pregnant, and someone asking me, because I was always regimented about getting my hair and nails done, oh, even God, though I'm yes. natural. Yes. I, I yes. always got my nails done every three weeks. And I was like, this is the yes. one thing I need to have yes. after the baby's born. I need to be able to get my nails done. Yes. But then mm. baby comes. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm first of all, my <laughs> nails are too long. I have to cut them because I'm accidentally scratching the baby. Yes. And then I'm always washing my hands so that my nails are wearing down and chipping because I like gel and they're chipping more mm-hmm. things like that. And then you're like, I don't really have time to go. Like, I don't want to pay a babysitter. And then, mm-hmm. you know, his dad's gone back to work. Like, who can watch the baby for me? I'm like, let's be real. I want to sleep or eat or <laughs> let's be real. I also want to shower. Right. <laughs> I'm like, to go out, I have to shower. <laughs> okay. So I finally found a few minutes to sneak in that shower. So I'm going to have to cut this episode for now. But thanks for listening. And don't forget to join us next week on Modern Black Mom to hear more real talk and the rest of this conversation.